fucking intro. Motherfuckers know who I am. Stop it. <laughs> That's like, how we gonna know. do the intro. They just like know. that. Stop motherfuckers know. know who I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I walk Yo. around, they know. <laughs> Shit. Yo, hat. Sir. What is poetry to you? Poetry to me is creating visuals for all the things I see in my head. Like from the moment I wake up out my bed to the second I lay down the rest is all about creating. What about you? For me, poetry is liberation. It's the unshackling of chains for you, those before you, and our future generations. Poetry is legacy. The things you leave your seeds so that they can be whatever it is they want to be. This is the poetry. Word. Uh, this is the poetry pod. As y'all know, powered by This Is 3SM or 3SM Productions. Um, welcome. I am Stony Tony, one of your hosts. And I am Hattress, like Mattress with the Ace, but please don't sleep on me. Don't sleep don't on them, sleep yeah. On me. But we got we got somebody special here today. This is a gentleman who I've recently got to meet in the last couple of weeks, and he's very profound. And when he speaks, it is no joke. Um, his name is David Tomas Martinez, but I don't want to speak for you. You, brother, please introduce yourself. What up, man? Uh, David Tomas Martinez, que pasó? Y'all know who the fuck he is. Y'all know who the fuck he is. I'm on any block, you know what I'm saying? I'm on your block, hanging with you, you know what I mean? Boom, boom. Word, yo. What's your new shit, Bing Bong? That's a new shit? Yeah, I've been hearing motherfuckers say that, Bing Bong. That's how I'm on a pier, right? Yeah, Yeah, Bing Bong. I think... Like from the NBA, my man was like, bing bong. You know what I mean? That's the, right now, that's the bing bong shit. I was sort of like, it's, it's sort of corny and then sort of. Now it's catching on. It's yeah. catchy you know, no, at the same time. You know yeah. now, now I'm going to get my kids to use that shit, man, in the house, man. Bing bong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, how you doing, bro? so, yeah, what's up, man? How's your how you day? Feeling? How's your morning, man? It's going well, man. I can't complain. You know what I mean? Baby's at the house. My partner's there. Everything's good. You know what I mean? So, she's watching the kids. So. I got to sneak out the house for a little bit, hang dope. out with y'all. Dope. So you're a father like us then? Man, I have four kids. And you're also a poet like I, us as well. Yes. That is yes. dope. It's alignment. It's That's alignment. That's what it is. Yeah. It's alignment. You say you yeah. have four kids, right? I, I have four kids. I have two older children. They live in the Bay Area. And then I have two younger children. Beautiful. That's so so speaking of the Bay, so I, I mean, our guests probably know already with the accent heavy, but you sound like a, a real Cali. I'm Cali South from Central. Southern. Cal- I'm, from Southern, I'm from Southern Cali though. You know what I'm saying? I'm from okay. San Diego. Home, so Cal. Okay. What, what? Yeah. Word. <laughs> All Sags, day, word. Mean, Cali is different out there, man. Very, very. How, I like living here though. You know what I mean? I how, choose to live here. How long have you been in New York? Seven years. Now, okay. it's been in and out because <clears throat> I'm traveling for um, poetry and I was a visiting assistant professor at Texas Tech teaching poetry so we were gone for nine months um my partner and i were in denver for business and personal reasons beautiful in and out for two years and now we're back here our children are in school so we're not no plan to leave anytime soon no 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 we choose to live here there's a few opportunities away with poetry that we considered and, and thought about and whether it was and so is your is your partner an artist as well she is she's a, she's a fiction writer and Dope. um you know, yeah. So you're like a full-time artist. That's how you sustain yourself? No. Okay. No, 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 no. I have taught. I've done all of that stuff. That's how I sustained myself. We have other business interests and right. something that's about to pop off, and that's where our full attention is at the moment. Yeah. I'm still writing my third book. I'm still a poet, and I still identify yeah. as a poet. But You identify as a hooper as well, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, poet, hooper, 
uh, whoop your ass, uh, <laughs> smile at you, help, help old lady across the street. This nigga's gangster. You know what I'm saying? Like all them. Yo, I was going to say, yo. contain multitudes. I was going to say, yo, that jacket is fire, so it looks like you're adjusting to the cold weather. Well, here, here. You're yeah. way more prepared than me right now. Listen, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's just a little Louis Vuitton Supreme joint Ooh, that dropped from J- only in Japan, so it's not that big shit. a deal. Nah, you know it's not. Saying? Yeah, that's only international. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a subtle flex because yeah. I didn't even know because you know I don't be knowing shit. Yeah, but. we gonna call that the heat check. <laughs> yeah, that's the heat you check know, right there for the might, hoopers. Honestly, the heat check from thirty might be the kicks. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Oh, oh, those the what's those? He's clean from the brim to the, to, bro, to the I, shoelace. Bro, champ. I'm like yeah, so man. out of fashion. I have no idea, bro. Like, I be in the crib just, like... It's part, it's the part of the so, 10. It's the Nike so Off-White. Is, is, or the um, Off-White is, um, So is is fashion or your interest in, in clothing, mm-hmm. is that also part of your art? Yeah, I definitely. I definitely I definitely identify that way. I, I take pride in, in, in projecting who I am. And one of those ways is as a poet. One of those right. ways is as a hooper. One of those ways is through fashion. I also cook, you know what I'm saying? I cook oh, for my family. Dope. Um, I, I'm dinner, you know what I'm saying? This week I made mole and I roasted a duck. I had the butcher. Well, the butcher suggested, I shouldn't say I had shout out provisions. My home girl, Lena, what's up? Bop, okay. Bop. Lena, what up, Lena? Bing bong. It's going to be the shit today. Bing bong. She was like, you know, why don't you try a duck? And so, and they they marinated. I made the mole on Sunday. I brought the the mole to them. They marinated the can, duck. Can you tell a little more about, about, about what mole? Mole, yeah. mole is a it's a it's a it's a traditional Mexican sauce. Okay, and so it's like takes peppers. You take peppers and pe- and peanuts and chocolate. But I. Damn, don't that just do, good. do peanuts and chocolate right. and chocolate oh, yeah. and all this. So it's like a little bit. A little, it's not a, like it's a little sweet, and but it's savory and salty, yeah. and there's like raisins, there's all of these things in there, and there's no. Um, and you made all that shit. Yeah, man? I made it. Yeah. Damn, that's what. And sucked. then I roasted a duck, and then I and then I served the mole. Um, shout out Cosme Enrique Alvarez. Like I used his recipe. That motherfucker go down. And bing bong, bing bong. So yeah, he he has Cos- this restaurant called Cosman. Like he makes his moles. Where's that at? Can you tell us where this restaurant? It's in is? the city. Okay, it's in Manhattan. So oh, it sounds like you're doing all the cooking at the friendsgiving. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, we got a friendsgiving coming up. We yeah. need you to pull up and pull up, up some mole, uh, please, brother. Listen, bro. Yeah, I ain't going to Yonkers. What about Harlem though? Brooklyn. What about Harlem? In the house. What about Harlem? You gotta pull up to Harlem. Oh. Yeah, we outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I folks in Harlem. I folks with Yonkers. Every borough. I'm just fucking around. Yeah, yeah. It's all love. I like going out. That's our love language. We talk shit, right? Like our people. This is how we kind of resonate with each other. Funny though, nobody wants to go to Yonkers though. Like this is not the first time that was far as shit. That's why. I ain't gonna hold you. It's not about Yonkers. It's just about, especially when you live in Brooklyn. That shit's far as shit. Yeah. I'm gonna hold you. Yeah, I mean, y'all came out came here. So I, I think Nash came at you last yeah, time. Nash yeah, Nash was like, "Chill, I'm not going I'm not to Yonkers neither." Fuck yeah. Nash is Nash is um. Uh, y'all know Steve Nash? Nah, nah. nah, nah we wish. Nah, we nah. wish. She did pass the assist. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So shout out she to was her. no joke. <laughs> Nash is one of the hosts from uh, Mentopy. Mempathy. Yeah, Mempathy. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Um, another partnership with 3SM. Yeah, which is a dope, dope podcast. We yeah. love them to death. We was actually on their show most recently, so she was kind of tearing Yonkers up. There like, we go. Did y'all hear my selling voice, though? 
Another partnership with 3SM. Ooh. Ooh. Bing Yo, I can't with this. I'm a, yo, I love that shit. shit yo. He's slanging shit. Yo, words, man. So, so, yo, so you here, um, obviously, to to kind of exhibit some of your art and to school us on some things because um, you have a, a education in the background that's very profound as well. Yeah. You said that you you taught at Texas Tech, but also when I was looking at your bio, you went to San Diego State University as well, right? I have a bachelor's from San Diego. Well, I have an associate's degree. Okay. From Southwestern College, I only went to school at 21 to play basketball. Okay. So I didn't graduate high school. I had to, and then I only got my high school diploma so that I could go to the Navy. So I went to the Navy for a year. I got kicked, got myself kicked out of the Navy. Then I went to Job Corps to paint houses. Hold up, stop right there, brother. How the hell did you get kicked out of the Navy? I love the edit. No, he said he got himself kicked out. I got like that was out. that, that was planned. That yeah, oh, I okay. like that. Yeah. I want to hear that. We can say that story. on air. Can we talk about that right now? Yeah, I just bit? got caught drinking underage, and then I was like, I'm an alcoholic. Oh. And then so if you refuse treatment, what they gonna do? You gotta go with, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's what I did. So is that something that I'm? I'm more of like the personable question mm-hmm. kind of guy. But is that something that you've had a problem with in your past? Is that like Drinking? a vice? Yeah, is I'm, that a vice? Of I'm sober. I've been sober six and a yeah, half years. Beautiful yeah. man. Let's that's give dope. it up for Clap that man. Word up. That's dope. I'm actually in a in a space right now where I'm trying to transition away from weed being a crutch for mine. I just smoked a lavender joint coming over here like a Navajo. So, yeah, um, he did. Yeah. It, it smells beautiful. Yeah, I'm trying too, that's man. Good. Shout out to that's you cool, and your sobriety nah. and anybody else that's, you know. I mean, we in weed, my wife and I, so you know what I'm saying? But I'm sober, you know. That's so dope, I'm, man. I'm bone sober. Like, I don't I don't do anything. So that's part of my sobriety, so. That's what's know. up, bro. I'm sure a lot of our listeners. And I cook with wine, you know what I mean? We have alcohol in the house. Like, I'm in a space where I feel comfortable and I'm okay. Like, there were times, and, you know, being a poet, like, there's a lot of readings yes. at bars or afterwards. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers going to the bar. Right. And I just know myself. And I'll go for a while, but my ass ain't hanging out, like, till super late. For what? But that also says a lot about you, right? Like, and just how much you know yourself. Yeah. To, you can place yourself in that environment and you know your limit. You know when it's like, all right, it's time to go. I also have things at this point that I want to protect. You know what I mean? I have mm. a family. I, I have that. children. I have right. a, I have someone that I love. Mm-hmm. So for me, I ain't fucking that shit up. And my partner, she ain't taking that shit. That's right. real. You That's know what I'm saying? Up, like she, like if I was to go back to drinking, she, I don't think so, I, we wouldn't work. We so could you say that your that like your support system was a big not don't just a big reason why you got it done? That right? helped but me also, initially. Right. That helped me initially, okay. man. You, you know what I'm saying? Without that, without her and. And other people had told me, mm-hmm. they're like, motherfucker, you got a problem. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be like, man, fuck you. I just yeah. cut him out of my life. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the way she was able, she's, like, I watch her with my children. Uh, my children. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> our <laughs> our <kids>. children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I mean, that's Those ain't your kids. They my kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you know how you get into it with your partner. Yeah, like, oh, that's my son. Exactly. It's like, wait. <laughs> I'll be doing that. That's, I'm going to let y'all speak for yourself. <laughs> no, you don't come out with that. I don't nigga shit. I'm sorry. Not me. I'm going to let y'all go. I ain't going to lie. What I, do, what I do is when, when I see a bad trait that I don't like about my kids, I be like, yo, you. get your fucking kid, yo. Yeah, that's you all see you. what yeah. they doing right no, now? <laughs> now, that's dope, though. Shout out to love. responsibility. I take mine on the Accountability. I fuck with you but for real though like I watch my partner and the way that she is able to diffuse situations like I get frustrated come on man y'all got to get out the bath it's time I, I we put on a timer we agreed five minutes because we because we had remember we had ice cream we had all this stuff that put you up late 
they looking at me, washing their hair, pretending to wash. And I'm like, all right, haha, good, let's go. Right. Ignore me. I start getting tight. Right. Yeah. My wife I come in that. and she's like, um, do you want a book tonight? Because if you want a book, we're going to have to get out the bath. Right. Simple shit to redirect. Mm-hmm. Right. My ass is here like, you know what? If you don't fucking, I don't. Like I yeah, said, I'm not what I said. I, exactly. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. I drew a line. Right. Yeah. Listen, hard line exactly. Too, like, yeah. Don't you see me? Right. And but the street motherfuckers quiver. Right. That's, <laughs> that's, that stems deep, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, man. But that's how I was he raised. Said, if we was outside <laughs> exactly. right now. <laughs> exactly. You'd have been pistol whipped. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'd have got the clapping the whole deal. I hear you. It's clapping before I'm clapping. <laughs> but let me say, you know, like, I, that's how I, you know, that's how I was raised. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was like the belt physicality that was the first way you know right. what i mean it wasn't like redirecting and and she steps in and she does that so she she did that shit to me with drinking and i didn't even recognize and i was like oh shit and i knew but i also was at a place that i knew i had an issue mm-hmm. and that i needed to fucking make a change and i had already been trying to make changes and then i started fucking up too like in my career and doing stupid shit it was where causing you, lasting effects on other exactly and it was it. fucking time i was like yeah. you know what i you know i can't be getting drunk picking up motherfuckers no more yo dave man i yeah man i respect you a lot man because sobriety is no joke and to be able to sacrifice that for something greater like that like there's not a lot of people that have that are able to do that that takes a lot of discipline mm. so um discipline definitely Definitely. That's definitely the key word for that. But you're here. I would love for you to kind of talk about one of the poems that you're going to share. But before we get into that, can you kind of tell us some of your background? We know you from San Diego. We know you're a poet. We know you get fly, you get jiggy, you hoop, you knuckle up. You're a great father, a great husband. Um, But you're also Mexican, right? You come from a tradition of Mm -hmm. of a long line of lineage. Chicken X. I identify as Chicken X. Um, yeah, my family's from Guerrero, my grandmother, but she's Yaqui Indian and she like, they like to say like the border crossed them. You know what I mean? They're from LA. Oh, so, um, you know, she was Yaqui and Mexican and and my, and my family's from the state of Guerrero, Alcapuco and they walked and I have family in Tijuana. So as a kid, we would go to Tijuana maybe like once a month. The border crossed them, B. Yeah. I love that one, yo. Snaps for that one, yo. Word Mm -hmm. up. The border cross so. them. I respect that a lot. All right, cool. So, um, so you could kind of introduce one of your poems because you're gonna say another one for us as well. So, like I said, I was, you know, my backstory in my first book is called Hustle, and it's mostly about me being a gang. So I was in a gang. I did a lot of things with like Southern California young men, where you start like maybe do a little bit of skateboarding because that was popular. Then you move on to graffiti. Then from graffiti, you go on to gangbanging and slanging dope and all that shit, and you right. get in deeper as as you see fit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Cali gangs is different, man. Oh, That's Cali way gangs. Way different than, yeah, New, York, than New York. Way different. Real. It's a trip for me here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Bloods and Crips be hanging out, be doing shit, and I'll be like, Wow. Yeah, that that's, didn't happen in Cali. No, that's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, progressive. Yeah, exactly. progressive I was like, hey, the kids are... The most liberal gangsters <laughs> in the world. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Communal. The kids Communal will gangsters. change the future. You know what I'm saying? Right. Y'all, y'all really are the future. Hustling and gangbanging together from different sides. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like after Rodney King and shit. You know what I mean? But, nah, for real, it's, it's definitely different and... Um, yeah, I'm just like I mean, it's not like fucking. I'm yeah, I'm talking shit. It's when like when I'm was this book? Banging. When was this book um, released? 2014. The fr- hustle was born was was came 
was came out and published in 2014, and Post Traumatic Hood Dis- Disorder came out in 2018. And you're sharing a poem from each of these books yep. for us today, right? Yep. The first one will be from Hustle. The second one is from Post Traumatic Hood Disorder. So, like, I went from there from gang banging. I didn't graduate high school, slinging dope. I had a kid born when I was 17 when I was a senior in high school. I like, you know, like I look back and some of the ridiculous shit I was doing, like pushing a stroller with my bandana hanging out, you know, walking through the hood. I look back and I'm like, fuck, man, you talk about like doing stupid shit. It's like those, it took me a long time to realize how dumb that was, Um, you know, and, and the, and the, the, the possible pain I was putting my, my son and myself through, Um, you know, my family. So like I went from there, I joined the Navy as a way of trying to get out and being a father. I was like, damn, I got to make some changes and shit. And you know, the heat started happening. The police and shit started getting a little bit tight, and I was like, "Uh-oh, I got to, I got to dip for a little bit." It's right. getting. So I went to the Navy. Then I got myself kicked out of there. Then I went to Job Corps to, to paint houses. And when I was there, um, I had always hooped. Like I stopped playing ball as a senior because it was getting in the way of my money. So I was like, "I gotta, like, I gotta make a choice." Yeah, I gotta. I'm a father. I gotta step up. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I was slanging. I was like, "That's more important right. than, than hooping." Uh, play with a different rock. Right. Uh, and so. But when I went to Job Corps, like, I was still, they had a little intramural team, and, and the coach was like, yo, you can hoop, man. I was like, you know, I'm all, I'm all right. I do my thing a little bit. You <laughs> Real know humble. I mean? You know, and nah, not at all. You know not, what I mean? That's part of the reason. That, no, but I was saying, like, <laughs> Who you know. Who is it that is? I, mean, right? I was being honest. I was like, you know, I'm doing a little something. You right. know what I mean? I'm all right. You know, I get, yeah. I get mine. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers know, you know? But, like, I knew I wasn't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, fucking Jordan and shit. But. Um, he was like, you know, I think I can get you on a, at this community college if you want to hoop. I was like, oh shit! I was like, damn, I don't really want to paint houses. That's some Word. shit I really want to do. I like that ain't me. So he took me out there. They was like, yeah, why don't you, why don't you come on? You know, and then I went, and it didn't work out really again because of they used to bring people out from New York, and like I crossed the motherfucker up, and he fell, and I started talking shit, and I threw the That's ball the on thing, the backboard. It was like they ten your bitch ass home, and the coach was like, <laughs> uh, "Where did we get this from?" I had braids back then, homie. My hair was long, like I was like I was still on my thug shit, and like the coach was like, "Yeah." This, this might not work out. Yeah, right exactly. You can't be doing shit like that. And I was acting the fool, and you know, and a lot of lot of life lessons. Huh? Exactly, exactly. The ego and shit like that. And I didn't really know how to like what I was supposed to be doing and and how to enact what I wanted. So then I sort of just fucking was like, even when I was in a gang, I used to try to read philosophy and like Nietzsche and shit like that. I was trying to read. It. I didn't understand it, right? But I was trying. I always had. I, I always thought of knowledge as power, as as an, as another strength. It was just a different type of strength, you know? And so, like, you see that shit in the hood? Like, even, like, motherfuckers, they go to the joint, they come back, they swole, but they also, like, have shit they talk about. Sometimes they don't make sense, yeah. but they, like... But you they know, opened their mind up to different concepts. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And they're trying. Yeah. And they're, yeah. trying. Yeah. they're, they're trying. trying, you know what I'm saying? And, like, they're, they're really trying to... Um, to, to show a different side of strength, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. like, that shit, I was like, oh, shit, you know what I mean? Because motherfuckers coming in and out where I was. And, you know, so, like, I always valued that. When and did you begin writing? 
I mean, I wrote as a kid, but it wasn't until college. And so, like, when I went to college and I was in it, I, I just took a creative writing course. The, the woman I was dating at the time was like, why don't, you, mm. why don't you take a creative writing course? You would probably be good at it, you know? She was like, I think you, you could, you know, it'd be a way of, you know, you express yourself well. And I was like, mm. it just happened to fit in. I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. You know, that's a good idea. That's she was real artsy and, like, painted yeah. and shit. And I was like, ah. I think she just was like... I'm going to get a way of, like, making him a little more refined and shit. Because I'm still, like, drinking fucking 40s and shit. And she's trying to drink, you know, she was trying to be on some other shit. Right. So is that when you, like, fell in love with writing? I, no. No? I just took the fucking <laughs> class. It was like, I was like, yeah, I'm good at this shit. Like, I'm good at everything. Gotcha. Right. You know gotcha. what I mean? So it wasn't Love Jones or Poetic Justice. No, it was hell just like, no. Fuck it, I just might as well try this. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, and then when I was at the end, of, she was like, hey, you know, you're pretty good at this. Are you going to transfer to the university? I was like, yeah, after I get my associates. So then I went to, so I transferred. She was like, take this poet. Her name was Sandra, Sandra Alcosser. You'll like her, this and that. And in my head, I was like, oh, a Latinx poet, a Mexican. Mm -hmm, right. <laughs> yeah, Sandra was white, uh, which is cool. <laughs> but I was like, I was looking for like a, like, you know what I mean? Like, so, I, yeah, that didn't I thought it was going to be like Sandra Cisneros or something. Yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. It was Sandra Bullock. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Feel you. But I ended up taking Glover Davis, and he had play, played offensive line at Fresno State. And so, like, he, he we got along because mm -hmm. of this thing of athletics and then but I still wasn't serious about it and okay. the very first poem I wrote you could read up and down the page and now he's a formally trained poet he went to Iowa he he studied under Phil Levine who was like one of a canonized poet and you know I had the pleasure of meeting Levine and he you know super awesome dude super fucking smart mm-hmm but so, like, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, he went the fucking academic route. He he put it, he put that treatment on it. He looked at it. He was like, I don't really know what to do. Because, you know, I mean, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I was mm -hmm. pissed. I was sitting in there. And then someone was like, wait a second. After 10 minutes. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> they, was, they were like, I think you could read. The, because the title was, like, this way up. And it was at the bottom. I thought it was, like, ingenious and shit. And they're like, wait a second. I think you can read it. Down the page the or up shit. the page. Wow. And I was like, damn, these motherfuckers got it. That's right, bro. Get it. Yes. And I was like, yeah, this motherfucker about to get him. And then they're all, oh, this and that. And, you know, they gave saying a praise, you know, like how a workshop would do for a while. And the professor, Glover, you know, he was a big dude. He wore glasses. He had a thing. He'd sit back in his chair. He pushed his glasses back. And he was like, hmm. This is an amazing poem. I probably couldn't have written this poem. Wow. That's so but after it does its trick, what does the poem do? Ooh. And I was like, motherfucker, I'm a yeah. fuck you up. Yeah, why are you always telling me the truth? Exactly. <laughs> but now, honestly, you need yeah, people that's true. like you that. You need people like that. And at, at the time, Shout I, was, out to Glover, yo. I was tight. I was upset I walked out that motherfucker pissed it was the very first poem I turned in the classroom and it was you know I was like the last person he did and I was like this motherfucker don't like me but you know what mm -hmm. exactly like, that's a, you that's just said something profound cause as a hooper you know if the coach sees you make a move and he thinks it's a dope move they are looking for how you can do the next one even better see so, but I, I thought he didn't like me I should have seen it that way yeah. that motherfucker loved you yeah that motherfucker loved you yo <laughs> and then 
every fucking poem I turned in that he just shit on, just ripped it up. And I was like, this motherfucker ain't shit. And then at the end of the class, we were done. I walked out that motherfucker. It was the last day of class. And I was like, this motherfucker, fuck. I was like, man, how the fuck? I'm probably going to get like a D in. I was like, how you get a D in poetry, bro? What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to have to look at myself and be like, I got a D in poetry. I was like, I'm fucking fire. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was on that I was on that Dylon moment. Dylon, 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 Dylon. Exactly. And then <laughs> this motherfucker was like, David, hey, come here. I was like, what's up, man? What's up? He was like, hey, I really like what you did this semester. Why don't you take my class next semester? Mm -hmm. I never had a professor say, why don't you take my class next? He's like, I'm not teaching poetry. I'm teaching form. It's form and theory. I was like, word? He's like, yeah, man. I see a lot of potential in you. I was like, I don't and know, At this man. point, you fucking shocked, right? Yeah. Like, I was like, fuck you. You talking shit. You trying to. Fucking so, so for the smooth people, over that D you about to give me. For the people who aren't well-versed, like, what mm -hmm. is form in theory? Right, correct. Well, it, poetic forms, you know what I mean? So, like, there are various... He was a he was a neo-traditionalist, so he had written in iambic pentameter. Uh, it's a poetic form. It's a right. tra traditional form. And theory is, like, the theory behind that. So, like, you know, it's all of the thinking behind poetry. And so none of those I had at the time. You know what I'm saying? I was raw. I was raw as shit. Uh, I was the equivalent of like a good athlete that can't play for shit. Right. You know, that's what I mean? a great comparison as far as like fundamentally sound. And I had no fundamental plays. None. Yeah. I could just all I could do was touch the top of the fucking backboard. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I had like sort of a natural stroke, but right. it was ugly as shit right. and inconsistent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and when and, he was hot, he was hot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I was also always pulling. Right. You know I mean? He was Jr. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Probably it. a lack of defense too, just like his ass. <laughs> but you know, it really shocked me, and I and I I didn't believe him. But when it came time to take my classes, I took it. And next thing you know, I ended up in that motherfucker's office all the time talking. Is and this I, someone that you still have a relationship yeah. with? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he lives in San Antonio. Yeah, he became a mentor. And so that was my first mentor. And he, you know, next thing you know, I'm taking his classes. I took his classes for like three years. I mean, I, it took me forever to get my bachelor's. So, uh, you know, I was working like 60 hours a week mm -hmm. and shit. And yeah, I think I'm on my seventh year and getting my associate's. So ain't, I feel you. ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? You got to take your time. Boat, bro. You got to take your boat. time. You know what I mean? And do it as, as, you, as you can. And so, but when I was about to graduate, he said, David, what, have you ever thought about an MFA, a master's degree? I was like, what? He's like, a master's degree. I was like, go to graduate school? He's like, yeah, man. I was like, and do what? Because I was married <laughs> at the time to somebody mm -hmm. else. I was like, she was expecting me to go out and get a job. Get a job you know yeah. what I mean? Because like, that's the pressure right. of being a man. Right. Well, I was oh, like 20. I was in my late 20s. I, I didn't start college until I was 21, and I was already taking Took forever to get my associates. Took forever mm -hmm. to get my bachelor's. It was, you know, I was like in my mid to late. Yeah, yeah. I think I was like 27, 28. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, you got to go out and like, you can't do this developmentally disabled house forever. You know, and that's what the thinking was. And so I was like, hmm, I hadn't really considered that. I was like, but what would I do with that? And he was like, you do what I do. I was like, you don't do shit. He said, exactly. <laughs> I just talked to y'all, man. And right. And right. Like, oh, sh I was like, damn, that sounds pretty good, man. Like, let me, let me think about it. Idea. That's what I was like. I was like, shit. So then I went 
and I didn't think about it because that's what I do. I was just going about my life. And then I was like, hey, Glover, what's up with that master shit? He's like, man, that shit's due next week. I was like, oh, shit. Mm. So I hurried up and put an application together. And anybody that's put in applications, especially for these, like, MFA like, programs, it's crazy. Any fucking graduate. Like, the right. shit, like, you don't do it in a week. Right. Yeah. It takes a long time, and I fucking slapped some shit together. And I ended up getting in. And I know oh, I only oh. got in because of him. And he fucking went to the map for me. And I got in, and then I met my second mentor, Sandra Alcosser, who was amazing. And she was just great. You know what I mean? And she was like the perfect person at that time. And then I got, I took forever to get a master's degree. She, because I was getting ready to get out at, after three years, like she said. And she said, David, I wish you could, I just had another year with you. If I had one more year with you, we could really do something. I was like, damn. I was like, well, I ain't really doing shit. <laughs> Might as well. Right? Might as well. Might like, as fuck well. it. I was like, for the love of knowledge. You know that's that's a beautiful thing, though, bro. And like, I was that's... like, fuck it, I'll do it. And she was like, ah, excellent. That's, I'm proud of you. You're making the right decision, David. We go and did that fourth year. The end of that fourth year, you know what she told me? Ah, David. I wish I had just one more year with you. If I had one more year with you. Oh, compliment. you were so close. I was like, Sandra, you said that shit last year. She was like, I know, but I see the jumps you're making. And you need a little more time, you know? And I was like, hmm. I also see that now she also, Sandra, you know, she knew that I also not only needed the education, I needed more educational instruction. I also needed more cultural, in, in, like more of a cultural introduction. I was still hood as shit. Right. And she mm -hmm. was like. Rough on the edges type of thing. Yes. That's why they loved you too, though, man. And I needed, that was the dope approach. Well, and I was doing this shit like myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my parents weren't college educated. I wasn't right. coming from that sort of stuff. So they saw how high. And I work hard, dog. I work hard. And I was in their motherfucking office all the goddamn time asking them questions. I was, listen, I'm in fucking graduate school being like this. Yo, what does is, what is hegemonic mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. How do you spell, or not, I wouldn't say that. I would say, how do you spell hegemonic? Because they knew what I was going to do. Because right. I'm not going to take other people's time. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, I just started, I'd hit them later. And but like I just research it. Yourself. Exactly. Yeah, and then yourself. I'd research it myself. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, mm, all right, all right. You know. But I mean, I was still like what not What the fuck afraid. does hegemonic mean? Well, <laughs> and, and, and Hegemony, <laughs> man. It's like, a, it's, it's like a centralized power, I believe. I have to, okay. you know, I have to, it has to do with power. And so that's funny because my next, I, I was going to segue into like one like of your we powers. We live in a hegemony. One okay. of your, America is a hegemony. One of the powers that I see that you have is that you're very self-taught, right? And that's the centralized power that well, you have within yourself. Yes and no. I mean, I have I have a drive That's, that's and I continue to, to yeah. do that, but I, but I use that drive to push me through. I have, and see after that, then I went to go get a cheap and I went to go get a PhD at the University of Houston, and I met Tony Hoagland. And Tony Hoagland became my third mentor, and he was an amazing poet. He was an amazing thinker. His shit still sticks. Motherfuckers, you know. He had personality things, made him sort of difficult, but we got along. All mm. the things, like, you know, we got along with this. So, like, I, it, this shit ain't self-taught. Like, my shit, like, I'm, I'm fucking been through all of the academic circles. I've been through the formal training but it was like myself and pushing myself to do it and i had mm -hmm. to like learn how to do this shit like you know what some mean? People, i used to carry a dictionary so that's this big so that all myself and motherfuckers used to think i was carrying a bible right they'd be like 
old ladies be seeing me on the trolley or the bus and they'd be like, son, I'm so happy to see a young man <laughs> walking around with the word. <laughs> That's real though. It is so nice to see a man with the Bible. I was like, oh, I was like, nah, I'm sorry, man. I, you know what I'm saying? I was against, but I still tried. You know, you try to be respectful and shit yeah. to old, old exactly people. That's exactly what I mean. It's like, and I'd be like, nah, this is a dictionary. But I appreciate you, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh. It, there's not a lot of individuals that, that walk around with a dictionary, bro. And that's kind of what I mean. It's like, that I did self- it as a symbol for myself, though. Right. Like, I was like, I'm going to carry this big ass fucking dictionary. Obviously, too, before like smartphones and you couldn't carry. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm old. Like, that. I'm washed like that. But like you know, you didn't you didn't have a fucking dictionary in your phone. You know what I mean? Right. But that's a, like that's testament. Like one of my brothers told me the other day, he said you're only as old as your ability to take in new information. Right. So like, as long as you're learning, you're forever young. Right. And, and like that's that, that mentality. Yeah, yeah right? no doubt. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like that's a beautiful thing. I to mean, see. I'm 45, homie. I like my age though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I don't feel like I still hoop. Give the young boys some more. You no, know, give these young boys the. Buckets. Yo, you really be cooking you know Samoy I mean? the way the streets Because yeah, <laughs> he's hey. like, Samoy, you know? Yeah, he know. Yeah. He, he got quiet over the corner. Samoy <laughs> know say. over here, too. <laughs> yo, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, well, real talk, I'll cook y'all, too. <laughs> y'all talking to him like that. Nah, nah. nah you I'm know, outside. Nah, I'm yo, outside. You could get this mole, you heard? I'm outside. Yeah, we can yeah, go, go right after this. Listen, don't forget who made that mole. I hear you, man. I hear you, Yo, so, you're pointing to moles. I'm over, I'm here showing you the real sauce. Heard you. <laughs> so, oh, but not like like um we spoke a lot about like your your mentor system mm-hmm. that you had. Yeah. And that's a wonderful thing. Um but I wanna actually get into the first poem there. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Amazing. I'll, I'll get you talking and shit. So now we the, the first shit. poem, yeah, yeah, this is what we do. That's a podcast. We yeah. gotta talk shit. Plus, honestly, it's just nothing but love and good vibes. And I think Word. our listeners and our viewers need to, they need stuff like this. They need to hear of stories of a gentleman who's come from nothing and created everything, you know? Yeah, like, that journey itself. Yeah, exactly. We need yeah, that story. That and, I, and I think, I think that's the part that people are missing with artists. Everything is content creation, content creation. Mm-hmm, yeah. But no, not a lot of people are, are, are have the ability to stand on their own ten toes and tell their story. Mm. You know, their testament. I mean, that's what fucking social media is supposed to be about. But, but that's bullshit. That ain't that ain't what social media is about. You know exactly. what I'm saying? It's just another. It, it's just another format for uh, networking. Mm. You know what I mean? For <laughs> Building up motherfuckers to like, if you're being real, like, you know what I mean? You just share other motherfuckers' shit so you can, sh- so they'll share your shit. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's how a lot of people treat it. You know what I mean? Re- yep. Whether or not, like, they won't, they're not going to tell you that, mm-hmm. but that's like, they're like, oh, if you have any ego as an artist and you constantly sharing someone else's work, but the motherfucker not sharing your work, how long you going to go? How long you going to keep going? Before you right. like, wait a second, motherfucker, yeah. we colleagues. Right. You know what I mean? Like, where's the, where's the, where's the reciprocation? Exactly. <laughs> this no, is a reciprocal, you know? you're not lying. He said we're colleagues. That's a fact. Because right. like, when, you're, I do for when you, you're in the arena, can you do for me? it's like exactly. we're, we're both players. Right. Right? Exactly. Like, so like, don't act like I'm a fan. Like, I, I'm a fan to some degree. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like, we're equal. Exactly. Right? So it's like, yeah, I get that. I get that. You know? I it, love, it took I me love, back to another place. Right. I was like, oh, shit. I felt like And that's that. how most people treat social media. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that sort of thing. You, and, like, to a certain extent, you have to be smart. And it's, like, that's what it's about. However, it doesn't really create, like, a true... And genuine. you get to craft Connection. your own fucking story about yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, you know, you only show your good side.
So, or, so what is the name of um the poem, the first poem that you showed? So this is today? the only Mexican, and that's out of which book again? This is out of Hustle. So I wrote this when I was in getting my PhD in the University of Houston. So I was in Houston worrying about whether or not I was going to get my electricity cut off, how the fuck I was going to make my rent in the summer, but I'd fly back. My 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 mom's husband works for Continental and they put me on so like that I could fly back. You know what I'm saying? I'd have to fly standby and shit so I could come back to the house and shit like that when I needed. So like, you know, I'd come back periodically. And, uh, but I'd come back and when I'd come back, my family, before I'd left and, and while I was gone, they were, they were rebuilding my grandfather's home. So it was in the hood and in San Diego and Southeast. And I had spent a lot of time there and that's where I had gang banged around that area. So I felt a real affinity and like I needed to help. So I would help and stuff like that. So like this poem is just about like going back and forth and me also in Britain, not in, um, in investigating, elucidating a little bit about like, um, my own identity. So, or investigation of how I identify. So. so this, you would say that this is definitely like an identity piece then? Without a doubt. Without, I mean, it's fucking the only Mexican. There's no way to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like it references being Chicanx. Like, you know what I mean? So, the only Mexican, the only Mexican that ever was Mexican fought in the revolution and drank nightly and like all machos crawled into work cruzal, letting his breath then twirl, then clap and sing before sandpaper juiced the metal. The only Mexican to never sit in a Catholic pew was born on Halloween and ate his lunch wrapped in foil against the fence with the other Mexicans. They fixed old Fords where my grandfather worked for years. Him and the welder Juan wagered each year on who would return first to the Yucatan. Neither did. When my aunts leave, my dad paces the living room and then rests like a jaguar who once drank rain off the leaves of Sacobria trees, but now caged, bends his paw on a speaker to watch crowds pass. He asks my grandpa, which me, he asks my grandpa, he asks me to watch grandpa, which means for the day. In town for two weeks, I have tried my best to avoid this. Many times he will swear, and many times Grandpa will ask to get in and out of the bed. Want a sweater. He will ask the time. He will use the toilet, frequently asking for beer, about dinner, when the Padres play. Por qué no novelas? About bed. He will ask about his house, Grandma, to sit outside. He will question while answering. He will smirk. He will invent languages while tucked in bed. He will bump the table, tap the couch. He will lose his slipper, wedging it in the will of his chair. Like a small child trapped in a well, everyone will care. He will cry without tears, a broken carburetor of sobs. When I speak Spanish, he shakes his head and he reminds me he is the only Mexican. Oh. Mm. 
Yo, the imagery and rawness of this Are you ridiculous? Is, is crazy. I literally felt like I was on a tour of the crib. <laughs> yeah. No, no lie. Like I really like, felt that a lot, man. And what's crazy about that is one of my mo- mo- one of our most recent episodes is Colores is about it was an ode to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you we're speaking about your grandfather and the role that you had to play in his life and the role that he played in your life, this shit is really, really, really emotional for me, bro. I love this shit, yo. I absolutely love this shit. All right. Um, yeah, let's go through it. Yeah, man. One of let's get to it. I'm gonna start from the bottom because one of the first lines. I mean, not one of the first lines. The last, the last line, the last stanza. He will cry without tears. A broken carbonator of sobs. Yo, elaborate further, bro. Because as a man, I think that's one of the biggest things that we've noticed is like, what the hell is this waterworks coming from my face? <laughs> or I'm trying to get water to come out of my face, and all I can get is. The, the sound, the, the air of the gas that you take when you sob, that, that shit was, that was heavy for me, bro. Well, first of all, I don't cry. My eyes just get sweaty. All right? You know what I'm saying? That's the first thing. You know what I'm saying? They real juicy. Like, like mongrels. You know what I mean? Like, all right? That's the first thing. Nah, man. Like, I mean, listen, my grandfather was a tough motherfucker, man. He was a little shit. Little indigenous, indigenous looking motherfucker. But he didn't fuck around. Like, mm-hmm. I saw him chase every one of my fucking aunts and uncles with a fucking machete. Like, I'm not fucking joking. They fuck up and you'd see that motherfucker chasing them down the fucking street, down Elwood Avenue. You'd be like, oh, shit, here they go. And then they'd get drunk, you know what I'm saying? Partying. You know somebody's about to fucking scrap or about to square up. About, You know what I mean? So, like... He was tough, man. He wasn't the greatest father. He wasn't the greatest husband. We were all scared of his ass. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? But he was my grandfather. Right. You know? But, like, I'm also aware enough. And I've seen enough. And I and I really think education. That's helped me realize, like, he was a product of his environment. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he... His family fucking, like, was part of the diaspora. They fucking walked across Mexico, man, to come to the United States. And he wasn't a fucking citizen. And he didn't speak English. Gee, mm-hmm. he didn't speak a lick of English. He refused to fucking speak English. But if you spoke Spanish, he'd be like, man, shut up. I'm the only man. He'd that's, say that shit. That's my I'm favorite the only Mexican. line. Like, because it, it shows so much. It shows, like, the differences, right? Yeah. Like, and because it, it also reminds me of, like, my older family members, right? Like... Uh, my aunts who mm-hmm. who look at me and be like, you don't know shit about struggle. <laughs> it's like when I'm struggling, they like, you don't know shit about this. Like right. you're the baby. Like you've been good. Like you didn't have to farm. You didn't have to do none of that shit. So it's like I felt that it hit home for me, bro. Right. And I think that is really what's at the heart of this. It's the generational gap. Mm-hmm. Like that is like I'm just using my my. Chicanx experience to display that but like I think that's the part that like gets over like it didn't necessarily need to be about race it could be about gender it could be about class mm-hmm. it could be just you know like you said we farmed yeah, you know what I'm saying like my dad bit was on the same shit like he was like man we had to pick lettuce and shit you know what I'm saying like you know what I mean like, like I did all I, this that's other what shit I felt from it too like, you know it was, it I tell them like yo y'all went in the backyard and did that shit we actually gotta go to the grocery store it's a lot harder but yeah I, I agree with Hatchers you definitely yeah. show um, the generational gap and you show it culturally cause I, this line right here stands out for me too is he will ask the time right we know Older folks, for some reason, they could get this shit done on their own. And they love to ask for shit that they could tell the, the younger generation to do. Yeah. He will use the toilet. 
frequently asked for a beer. Yo, that's <laughs> one of my childhood memories I remember the most. No, was the boxing fact. match on, that's and my grandfather fact. was like, yo, go get me a beer from the fridge. And I love doing it. I'm yeah. like, hell yeah. And I'm going to take a sip, and you're not even going to know. I'm going to crack the beer for you. And then... You, you go not even that. further Brody about my dinner. uncle Still send me To the liquor store And tell me to get uh, Beers out the fridge For them bro <laughs> I'm 32 <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like that's never Going to change bro it's Hilarious Yeah man This is real Like when the Padres play Cultural reference You being from SoCal mm-hmm. Southern California mm-hmm. That was huge When that when that team came on yeah. um, Being of Mexican descent Like a sport like that we, we, We're culturally Connected to it It's yeah. in our soul Por que no novelas? Like, that's huge. It's 7 o'clock. What the hell? Why is my what? shit not on right now? It don't end until 11. About the bed that you laying in. Like, yeah. you could tell that you had a really deep, deep connection with this gentleman. Mm. No, without a doubt. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I loved him. You know? It just, it took a while to, like, figure out how he was. And then I got it. And I was like, especially you got to sort of become a man. Mm. Sort of understand the pressures that that men and masculinity that it puts upon you as a person and how that f- f- can fuck you up in the same way that like people that ain't been, that ain't have through, had to suffer through poverty. Like they can never really understand, but it, you broke, then it's easy to see how motherfuckers end up in prison. Right. Mm-hmm. And how you can see how there's PTSD from a poverty driven demographic. You know what I'm saying? But just how you, how you can, how you can do shit. You know what I'm saying? And like, I was, I did that shit. Like I did, I've done all that shit. So like I understand. So like it until you go through it, you can't understand. And like I could understand afterwards, like having the pressures of being a father and not being a good father either. Yeah, not being a good father. Like it's taking a long time to me to be able to even like say that. Like I was not a good father to my two oldest sons. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't present. I wasn't emotionally present. I wasn't physically present. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I couldn't do that. Now we, I I did my best. But I wasn't the type of father that I want to be. You know what what I'm saying? I, and I wanted to be a good dad. I wanted I wanted that shit hard. We all want. You know what I'm but saying? I, like, you I, want to do the best at, I, at all times. Um, but I couldn't do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, I look at my grandfather, and I was like, the motherfucker, you know he wanted to be a good father. He couldn't do it. He wanted to be a good husband. He couldn't do that shit. This you know hit I mean? me hard, though, because, like, I'm currently... I'm literally in the process of writing a book about my relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly going into myself and I'm I'm trying to write about this relationship, this estranged relationship, um, in a way that's not bitter. In a way that's not traumatizing. In a way that you know what I'm saying? And I so do. when I'm reading your work, it's like you're depicting your grandfather. Like you're depicting um and then also explaining the environment around him. I think the important thing to do with that, and I, I do the same thing with gangs, or I try to, excuse me. Let me not say I do. Mm-hmm. I try to do the same thing with gangs and urban environments and shit, but, like, the important thing is, like, not to put a moral judgment on them motherfuckers. And that's, and that's and it's a hard. beautiful... Yeah, it's hard, but it's, it's hard. like you did you can't, that here. You can't, you can't put a moral judgment on you. It's not for them. It's not for you to put that shit. Mm-hmm. Let your reader do that shit. Let mm-hmm. your reader be like... I bet you that motherfucker was a dick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has their own moral compass anyway, so they're going to perceive it how... And I don't want to know your motherfucking moral compass, like as a writer. Like, I don't. You let me fucking feel. You let me Mm -hmm. do that shit. You just present. I think one of the lines that really speaks to that right here is... And this is crazy because I could tell your grandfather was a tough motherfucker, right? Letting his breath twirl, then clap and sing before sandpaper juice the metal. The only Mexican... To never sit in a Catholic pew, right? Like, 
that must have been huge because Catholicism in the Mexican yeah. culture is everything. Yeah, it's yeah. everything. Can you speak more to like how your like, grandfather and your interactions with the Catholic Church and like he just wasn't he wasn't going to church. He wouldn't do none of that shit. He's like <laughs> I ain't doing like, none of that, that shit. Yeah, my grandmother take the kids to, to, to church. He wouldn't. And they they weren't even they ended up not even being Catholic. They were just like went to like Christian churches mm. and shit. You know what I'm saying? He was like, "Fuck it, I ain't no, I ain't going. I don't go." He didn't do shit. You didn't make him do shit. He didn't want to do. And he was born on Halloween. He was Scorpio energy. That's real yeah. shit. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. That's real <laughs> Scorpio shit. energy. Y'all know so you can't get more scary than that, right? Like <laughs> your birthday's on Halloween, and then the day mm -hmm. after that is El Dia del Muerto, right? I'm not mm -hmm. bugging out, right? Yeah, so, second and third. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. This shit is huge, man. Yeah, this, this is, is big. The parallels is fire. I, I want to meet this dude, man. I wish I wish he could sit here in his room with us and he could talk shit about you. I'm sure he probably would have a million stories about <laughs> you. <laughs> I'll put hands on him. Fuck that. Everybody can get it. Exactly. Grandfathers. Exactly. Everybody. Exactly. Oh, That's man. how it's supposed to be, right? I don't know, son. I might got my money on him the way you image me in here, man. This don't is matter. real, man. <laughs> Now this was a powerful poem. Like I, I yeah, think I'm gonna refer back to this a lot in this process, because um, like I said, it's it's really yeah. hard to do that. It is, man, and I think though, really, honestly, um, when you take out the morality, not only are you, first of all, your emotions change about some shit. All how the you, time. How you all feel one day yeah. ain't necessarily how you feel the yeah. next. One day you could be like, you know what, my dad ain't shit. And the next day mm -hmm. you'd be like, you know what, I, I kind of understand I that motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? I or you remember some like memory of him fucking teaching you how to throw a curveball or some shit. Mm -hmm. And you're like, damn, I didn't even play baseball. <laughs> that right. motherfucker didn't even play baseball. You know what I mean? So but he, he was trying. But he was trying. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, or some other shit that like, you know, you, you remember and you're like, damn. You know, and I mean, I have plenty of issues with my father, my grandfather, but I do know that they love me or they did love me. You know what mm. I'm saying? And like, you just go from there. You know what I'm saying? I still beef with my dad. I love my dad, but we beef. You know what I'm saying? So like, when did you, I don't know. So like, did you, was there a moment in your life where you came to that type of resolve? I mean, or was it an ongoing process and yeah, relationship process. evolving? Okay. I mean, everything gotcha. is a process, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, even when we think of something as like a, like happens mm -hmm. like that, it doesn't. Yeah. Like, it, there, there are subtle changes that happen prior to, like, for instance, I talked about being sober. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of things that had to happen before I was emotionally prepared to be sober. Gotcha. To one day stop drinking. So it, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds mm -hmm. like, Due to the lot of imagery that you play in here, mm -hmm. you had to take on some time where you had to take care of your grandfather, right? My family did. So my family did a very fucking Mexican thing where they all moved in together. But I also used to be like, man, all y'all motherfuckers ain't got no money <laughs> and trying to save rent and shit. Yeah, like, right. you could try to front, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. Because the motherfuckers yeah. be fighting. There's only so many rooms and there was 10 of us. <laughs> right. And they was like, all right, so when, when fucking Thea Lydia moves out, right. I'm moving in. You know what I mean? Like, they, there was like a fucking... There was a pe pecking order. We ain't letting Am Abraham, that motherfucker's a smoker, his ass steal everything in his house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Word up. You know, so I like, know exactly that what shit. you're talking so, about, yo. So they all moved Not in. Not that guy. <laughs> Everybody good. They, <laughs> yeah, there are a couple like, nah, they, they can't. But like, you know, so, but they all moved in and I'd come and when I'd come back and I'd help out and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, oh, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll, stay with, I'll sit, sit with grandpa for a little bit. Give him a little beer, sneak him a little beer. Right. You know what I mean? But then, then my dad'd be like, don't do that. Don't sneak him no fucking beer, man. That motherfucker, he already sneaking beer anyways. Right. 
Don't you, be helping you the problem. Dug really deep though, because I mean, there's obviously a lot of cultural connections with being a Mexican in SoCal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you go, you dive even deeper. Like when my aunt leaves, my dad. That's what I was reading room, right now. Yes, bro. And then rests like a jaguar who drank rain off the leaves of a how you Secopria. Secopria tree. This yeah. is this is native to you and your people. Am I mistaken? Right. I mean, especially jaguars. Jaguars yeah. are like really, really a, a strong image in the Aztec and the yeah. Yes, without a doubt. Yes. And I mean that's purposeful, right? Like to go sort of like you. And again, this is a way without heavy-handed or mm-hmm. moralizing. Right. You sort of reference that right. as a thing, but there's also like a zoo image. Mm-hmm. So like if you think That's about what, that, the next line is but now, but now caged. caged, yeah, right, like yeah, bends his paw <laughs> on a speaker to watch crowds pass. Like are they, Dave? Mm. You said it from the beginning, David. You said motherfuckers don't know me. Well, they <laughs> about to know you right now. Like mm. this is legit, bro. This is no fucking joke, man. That was oh, fire. Man, this is amazing, man. So I, I want you to dive, dive a little deeper into that line, like, and explain what you meant about like your dad in the living room and, and what's what's that situation like. Uh, what are you talking about when my aunts leave that line? Yeah, or? yeah. So the whole the whole scenery that you're mm-hmm. showing, right? When when my aunts leave, my dad paces the living room and then rests like a jaguar who once drank rain off the leaves of of cocoa trees, but now caged. Yeah, like one of my questions that when I hear that line is like, but why when your aunt leaves? Because then there's multiple people in the house, you know what I'm saying? And so like they all leave, mm-hmm. it's his turn. He gets a little antsy. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, hey, do you? Got you can you. see the antsiness coming, but it was also a way of bringing in some Aztec imagery right. and, the, and get the whole cage thing. But he also, again, he doesn't communicate very well. And you can see, I can see shit start working. Like, the motherfucker's the type of person that he drives, he starts talking shit to himself. He's like, these motherfuckers, I'm trying to tell you. Fuck! And then I'll be like, Dad, who are you talking to? Oh, no, nah, I'm just working some shit out. Don't worry about it. I'm working some shit out. <laughs> I mean, this motherfucker Yo, used to carry I do batteries. the same thing, though. He used to carry batteries in, in the, in the, in the, like, ashtray of his blazer and shit. And I'd be like, why you got battery? All right. Like, throw that cause. I was like, I was like, yo, <laughs> let me, oh, let me, let me use these batteries. My, my, my Walkman, uh, it died. Nah, yeah. He was like, them motherfuckers don't work. I was like, what you mean they don't work? He said, they don't, they don't work, son. And I was like, when once you carry them, just in case a motherfucker flip. That's right. Once in case they trip, I was like, oh. Throw the right. battery at him. It's either the battery's getting thrown out the window yeah. or you throw it in the sock and you swing the sock around. Like, <laughs> that's that's how you got down. Oh, yeah, I niggas is too gangster, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was Yo. like this motherfucker tripping. I mean, that's the sort of shit. You know what I mean? Like, Yo, I, I learned new shit every pod, bro. Like, rose hope, art to hope, batteries. I hope to, our viewers and listeners yeah, do it too, man. I am so learning, bro. Hell yeah. yeah. So when we got this guy Listen, in, man. Hustle starts with me trying to steal a car. To shoot somebody as retali- as in a gang retaliation. You know what I'm saying? Like, where I'm walking around with a dent puller so I can steal a car. Yeah, you know I mean, so like. And this is real life shit. Real like, life, that yeah. shit happened to me. And I ran across eight lanes of freeway to get away from the cops because we were walking around with, with a dent puller and shit. Hold and up. You ran across a fucking California freeway? Yeah. It was at night, but yeah. Damn. Yeah. You got away, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm here. I mean, he's here. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm so glad hit. you're here. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's the sort of shit. Like, there's all, like, again, very informative things. You read, you read my first book, Hustle, you learn how to steal a car. You know what I mean? Like, if that don't get you, 
You know, because you never know. Right now, you, you might need right, that in the future. Exactly. Right. right now, you're the CEO of some major corporation. Tomorrow, you might need to steal a car. That's you a ne- fact. You never know. I might just need that information. You it's may. Useful information, right? You may. Mm-hmm. So. This is a beautiful poem, David. It is. No, thank you. I appreciate that. For real. I, I feel like there's a lot of poems that people use, I would say, on a surface level to introduce who they are. But this is not on the surface at all. I think you dive really deep. Like, for you to give us birthdays, for you to give us, like, a preference in, in how how they approach their day, um, for you to mention the family dynamics and yeah. how everyone's relationship is different between one another. It also speaks about what's important to you, right? Like, just the, the references, the cultural references. Like, yeah. it, it speaks about what you value. Well, so, in a very cool way where it's like you're not just coming out and saying hey i i'm david and i believe in this yeah it's like yo this influences my work right. so much that's why this I have is to put why it i am the way yeah. i am this is why i identify as chink and next like yeah. the only yeah. mexican that ever was mexican no nah, that's dope and yeah. fought in a revolution like yeah. there's not too many motherfuckers that could say that man well and one of the things i like about this poem when you reference the only, the only mexicans is that that comedic device of callback mm-hmm as you go through the whole poem and then you forget about that shit and then yeah. when, when he's he saying it what it means and then when he says yeah. it it, re- it changes the meaning of the meaning of the, only Mex- the meaning yeah. of the only Mexican you know what I mean like when you start it you just sort of like oh there ain't never been a Mexican that ever did this shit and then you like uh there are many what yeah. are you talking about you know what I <laughs> mean but then it changes that and like again I just took that you know like yeah, you took your grandfather's persona and you put it in a whole last poem. But you what better I'm not be is, speaking Spanish to the real Mexican here. Exactly. <laughs> but am I, I stole that, though, like as a, that's a joke format, right? You go through, you go through, and then you call back. And that's like, okay. the, like that's how jokes, uh, yeah, you know, comedians they, will... They cycle back to that. Exactly. Yeah. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. Y'all motherfuckers running that shit in the ground. <laughs> This I, is I it. love it. That's it. how you spot it. I told you we was gonna take <laughs> Bing Bong and it was it, yo. Catchphrase, you know what I'm saying? You nah, you know what I love. Yeah, I ever watch yo. um uh Family Guy. Yeah, I've seen it. All right, so like they got a running joke. Mm-hmm. Um, that Stewie can um, is that Family Guy with Stewie? Yeah, Stewie's yeah. Family Guy. Yeah, Stewie Stewie can't pronounce Q U words. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like throughout these seasons, like <laughs> he was like quick, quick, and they be like what? He was like quick. He's like, it's not said like that. And he can't hear it. So, like, the whole season, he says Q words right, right. fucked up. And I love it. Like, really, I can't really wait to him. I'm sorry. That was, that's nah, nah, that's right. exactly it. I'm yeah. ready get it. <laughs> but, I mean, my point when I bring back that idea, I mean, there are obviously other poems that do that. But taking that joke format, and I had noticed that in the jokes. like, oh, I love jokes to do that. And they mm-hmm. come back. There's... We think of poetry as poetry, and it's like, oh, that's a poem. But, like, an important thing, especially to be, I think, an interesting artist, is that one needs to be pulled outside of the the dynamic of their art. So p- pulling from jokes, mm. pulling from hip-hop, pulling from the church, right. pulling from anything that you find interesting is a way that as an artist can continue to grow and continue to be evocative. And I think the jokes are also a testament to how we communicate our Mm -hmm. people. 
Like no our people love to crack jokes on each other. When you see your grandfather, one of the first things is, "Mira Goldo," you know what I mean? <laughs> like you gain mad weight, bro. You big, you like or whatever the case is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's how we we spread our love with one another is through jokes, you know, through the medium of it. But there's also a real harmful side to that oh, shit. Hell that's yeah. the wild shit about hell that, yeah. right? Because Very we traumatic. do that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They'd be like, you know, because you everybody got an aunt named Faya. Right. You know what I'm saying? You mean like, oh, that's ugly. That's ugly, Sally. Some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they be like, oh man. For now, real. The older you generation, know? they they was a little tougher when the, when it comes to the jokes. And yeah, shit. I mean, yeah. No joke. It wasn't. A, it wasn't or, a joke. It wasn't a joke. It was just joking. It was just a medium. It was a way to transport the information and travel the information. And you know, I think it's also a way of generationally like, like that shit is triggering as fuck. Because if mean, you got something to say. Say that shit. It's also man. bonding as well. Yeah, it's trauma right? bonding. Like, That's it's, it. <laughs> it's also sort of a way of breaking your ass, though. Yep. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't get too big for the family. Mm. Mm. Hit that one hard. Yes, David. But also, though, too, though, like, it breaks you in a way that I think that many black and brown folk think is productive. So if we break you in the fucking house first, when you go out there, you ain't going to get broke by, broken. by the motherfuckers. You already... Yeah. Hard to this shit. That's true, and no one's gonna and be able worked. to hurt. It worked because not for nothing. It, it, I remember in elementary school. I'm like, yo, I got your mama jokes for days. Yo, I think you I can think go it, if you want. I think like, it worked for when for it survival. needed to work. Yeah, I yeah. think as a culture, as a society, we are moving in, a, in a different direction. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I I mean, I mental health is something that we're talking about, and that's some shit you never you fucking never used to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I think I think us we have to kind of eradicate uh, some of those practices, especially with, with, it's a balance with our children. You know what I saying? agree, definitely. I think it's a balancing. And I think the older generation went too far left or too far right, whatever. whatever. And then now, you know, it's the opposite direction. We kind of going too far the opposite way. We definitely I think, have to I think bring they, it back. They did what they needed to do to survive. To survive. And, and I think that every generation it. does what they need to do to survive. Listen, they whether or not it was right or was wrong isn't, the fucking point. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, the yeah, point yeah. is that they created strategies so that they could survive. And whether it was a good strategy or it was not isn't really fucking pertinent. What is pertinent is that it, it was it, a fucking strategy. It, it was what it was. Exactly. Yeah. And it created certain to effects. Me, to me, it has that, that similarity effects, of like... <laughs> <laughs> Ding bong. Yo, I'm gonna go home and say that shit to my son I'm telling you, me day, too. Bro. My kids is gonna be saying that shit, <laughs> man. Bong. That might be his first word. <laughs> Honestly. Hey, you should just go get his name legally changed to <laughs> Bing Bong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's my man, Bing Bong. Nah, that's how he moved, though. Like, the way he moves in the house is like Bing Bong. Like, <laughs> yeah, word, word. It's like, yo, bro, relax. <laughs> you gotta walk in out of my all right, man. So, all right, you want to read the next one? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, get into the next one. We would love to hear the next one, man. Right. So, so if you go before one, you get into it, just kind of give us a premise of where. Yeah, where I was going to. Uh, but this poem is called "Found Fragment on Ambition," and so post-traumatic hood disorder has a sequence. So the first book, Hustle, has two long sequences, and they really balance out the book. They act as counterweights. And they're both about me being, they're both about gang days. So they're heavily about that shit. So this one has a sequence and it's on ambition. But in the back of the book, there's a poem. There's this poem. It's called Found Fragment on Ambition. And so the other one is three parts, one, two, three. This is five. So the point being is that it's a joke that no one gets but me. Until I tell them. 
but this is a found fragment on ambitions. It's as if on ambition, the poem was an artifact. And part five of this was found in that book, but four, six, seven, eight, whatever will not be. So my idea is that throughout books going on, I'll have like found found fragment on ambition, four. Found fragment on ambition, seven. I I fucking love it. So they'll be scattered throughout books for as long as I'm writing. And until I've like, I'm like, all right, that joke is... Fucking done. <laughs> no, yeah, so really, now we're gonna make the whole. We're just gonna put Bing it together bong. as a collective. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that's like, and they don't necessarily. They all have to do somewhat about ambition, but they don't have to necessarily be, you know. But I, you know, so that's like the backstory about this. Like that's where it came from, and so like now people who know my work and people who, who have heard interviews and such, I'll say that, and they're like, oh, or been to a reading, they'll be like, mm. oh shit, you know, like you know, they get they get a kick out of that, right. and it's like a little, it's a it's a fucking Easter it's egg a for subtle, you, exactly. Yeah. It's a it's subtle nuance yeah. that 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 speaks more to your creativity than the actual poem does. You know, I love that's, that. But that's for the kids, though. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. into Easter eggs and shit like that. But also, it's interactive. This yeah. is a choose your and own you're adventure. you're also connecting yeah. with your heads. audience in a different way, too. Like, uh, I know when you're, like, a true fan of someone, like, you're going to get shit like that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then you're gathering your right. audience and saying, hey, I got this for y'all. This for y'all. Exactly. And that's it's an dope. inside joke. And there's right. a level that's of dope. intimacy with that. Yeah. So. That's dope. I sort of thought that and I thought it'd be fucking funny and I was like oh shit this is sort of hilarious and like people get it they get it you know what I'm saying and people who don't fuck them it just don't matter they don't have to and the point being is like I like the poem and other people like the poem and they don't even get they have no fucking idea about the thing but they, they're like oh what matters is is it a good poem it's a really it's dope, good poem it's just another layer to connect with on this poem and, and for dope. those that don't have the text in front of them, there is no punctuation or italization or yeah, I'm noticing um, that now capitalization. Too. So there's no indicators of when, when to stop, how to read, yeah. this shit. How yeah. to read it. You read it how the fuck you want to read it. Yeah. There's line breaks and that helps lead, but you don't know. Yeah. And there's no like capitalization of eyes or anything like that. So that's purposely done. One, I feel like it, it gives it a run-on feel. That helps. It also has a level of ambigu- ambiguity when it comes to meaning. So like some of these, there should be fucking commas so that you understand. Yeah. And right. there's other places. So, so there's a level of Derrida talks about play and not like play in the sense of, he talks about words have play. Can you repeat that person's name again? Derrida. Jacques Derrida is a, he's a, a post-structuralist. Okay. Um, French or well, technically he's Algerian, but he's French. Uh, but he's, you know, de- the father of deconstruction or one of the innovators of it. Um, but he talks about a word having play and it's not like they're playing, like you go out to play, but it's in a joint has play in the wiggle of something. So it's something like a joint, like your arm moves this way, right? Hinge, but yeah. It's like what people call a trick shoulder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How that shit, it, it ain't supposed to work there. You know what I mean? It ain't sp- so like a hinge will have like a little bit of jiggle in it. And mm-hmm. that, that, that is play. the play. Okay. The jiggle in it. It's not what it's supposed to do, but there's still movement there. I love that part. Mm-hmm. I love the... Fr- I, I, also, because like you said, like the whole found fragment on this. So like, why would there be punctuation? Why would there be... If yeah. these are all pieces to the puzzle, then figure it the fuck figure out. Figure it out, yeah. <laughs> well, and the idea too is like um, Heraclitus, Sappho, those are all like found in fragments. And so like one, uh, there's... 
a bit of hubris here and ego as I, in the sense of, of joking and of, of, as I've talked about, I'm sort of boisterous and I fuck around like it's mm -hmm. obvious, right? At this point. But there's like a, like this is canonized. Like my shit is to be found frag, mm. a found fragment. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I am part of this great, I am part of the great tradition. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, I mean, it's a joke, but they're also like, you know how it goes when you joke about some shit. You really. It's a little bit of truth. True. Yeah. Exactly. It's always true. Really mean it. we, we were talking about this too, like uh, as writers and especially as, as good writers, like there's a level of ego involved in creation, right? Like if it wasn't, we wouldn't do it. Right, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I'm glad that you're honoring that and like you're just being open about that because people don't want to talk about that shit. That bro. comes with wisdom. That people don't want to talk about wisdom, that shit. People I, don't want to act like like there's some ego involved in creation. There's an ego involved in everything. everything. Exactly. Like, I like, like people that that are that are honest about their ego. Right. But that like if you're honest about your ego and you're like, yeah, I believe in myself. Mm -hmm. I can fucking do this shit. Right. But you're aware that's how you are, mm -hmm. and you're aware of your limits. That is some, that's the shit I like. Yeah, that's it's the when that's and powerful. where and how to apply my ego. And that's that's what the with the wisdom that comes with time. You mm -hmm. feel me? Like this is not the good place for my ego to to or at least as much of this shouldn't be directed towards this person or this situation. So Yeah. I love my fucking ego. Mm -hmm. I, I I'm the person who will walk in a room full of doctors and I'm like, yo, I'll talk just as much shit as y'all. What's up? How y'all wanna get down? But <laughs> I don't know I also about know that one. That, You're like but that's, um, I'm sorry, but that is not cancer. That's not the right medical that term. That's not the right medical term. That's actually a Latin derivative term. <laughs> I do not I do not have chlamydia. What I have <laughs> is my dick is crying. <laughs> I don't cry, oh, I just sweat tears. Stupid, bro. Yo, word, but it's about like you yeah. said. It's, it comes with the wisdom, man. It comes on how I think the one e apply this. Shit. The ego comes in is when the doctor says you have six months to live, and you say I'm gonna make it nine. Yeah. Word, that's yeah. the ego. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the I'm positive, gonna make it. I'm a positive. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Positive you know what I mean? Not I ain't Great gonna example. die. You full of shit. It's no, I'm gonna make it nine. I'm gonna die on my terms. Exactly, and you die time. in two years or whatever like yeah. that, and you and you handle the shit you need to handle before it's time. Mm. Word, that's deep, man. All right, so found fragment on ambition. Five. If a hood is a sense of place and a sense of place is identity, then identity is a hood and adulthood is being insecure in any hood. A hood scares the whitest folks. Why folks scare to stop in the hood and why folks stop wearing a hood and call it white nationalism? Mm. If I tried, I would fail to pass. If I failed, I would try to pass. When can I retire my bowl? Stop needing to beg for my personhood. You see, academically, my ghetto pass was revoked. Please, sir, can you direct me to the window to turn in my man card? Where can I apply to enter the whiteness protection program? I've lost my found. Identity is a hood. A hood is a sense of place. A place places a hood hood in us. Shit. Fuck. So many layers. Are you kidding bro? me? Are you kidding me? This is a dual-edged sword that you literally are swinging around. That rabbit hole is crazy, bro. Like, cause I, even while you're reading it, like I'm reading it with you. And I'm going here, then there, then there, then there. In the same sentence, bro. Well, I'm, it is technically the same sentence because there's no fucking there's punctuation. There's no fucking punctuation. But, <laughs> like, just in a couple of words, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. there's so many directions that you could take this. Like, first of all, why did you write this? 
Uh, because, well, one, my book was called Post-Traumatic Hood Disorder. And I was like, oh, I need another hood poem. I was like, I need okay. to fuck with the word hood. And I was like, how could I fuck with the word hood? And then I was sitting in this coffee shop and I was like, if a hood is a sense of place and a sense of place is identity, then identity, and I was playing with logic. And mm-hmm. so like what the sort of what I was trying to do is, is have these sort of jokey logic, like you have these logical progressions. And I was like, well, what if I did all the logical progression pro- progressions but then they didn't really make sense. Makes sense, yeah. You know what I mean? And it was really about like logical progressions or the syntactical, the people that, or excuse me, syntactical con- constructions that mimic logical progressions. And that is, is that what I was really trying to do? It's, and fuck with the word hood. And then all of it sort of came out. To of me, the there. whole poem sounds inquisitive. Like it sounds like you're questioning question. what yeah. my, I, my hood, like coming up from the hood. Or, right. And you're also questioning like where I am now and how far I've come away from the hood. You know what I mean? And how the hood has helped me in my current situations and how it applies, but then how it's also been something that's held me back. And then how other people perceive me because I'm, I mean, I don't want to fucking dive into this shit and answer all but, this shit for you. But, but wait a second though. Wait a second. Though, look, think about hood though. The first line, how you interpret Hood, hood is how changes the whole fucking poem. Word. Mm-hmm. If you mean like the neighborhood, or do you mean a hood, mm-hmm. right. like a hoodie, or when I'm talking about the fucking the clan, the clan. Right. The hood, yeah. you know what I mean? There are so many. Or when I talk about personhood, personhood, that, you know yeah. what I mean? Where it, where it's a a suffix. Right. When you get into that an adulthood, that's, that's par- partially my favorite part. Right. When you start getting into the the more personal side of it and not the observation, right? right. So uh, my favorite line is, I've lost my found, right? And I, I like how you read it because I didn't read it like that, like, because I'm reading it differently. But then the way you read it is, I've lost my found. And it was such a profound statement, right? right? Because you're talking about identity. And the next word is identity, right? right? So it's like, explain that a little bit and, and what your thought process was. Well, I was also fucking with, like, I wanted okay, so I knew if once you come off a white protection program and I and you read, and that's a joke. Yeah. So I know I needed yeah. to get away from that and let that joke breathe. <laughs> he was like, I'm running. Hell. I'm running. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like, by saying I've there, and again, I've has no punctuation. It's mm-hmm. I V E, and you know, there's no capital. So it takes a certain level of. You have to slow down right there just to process I've. Mm-hmm. But it's not the first time I've used I've. I, I believe. Maybe it is. It is. Okay, so that's that's good. It's been a while since I had to rethink. So then I was aware of that. So I was like, oh, the reader has to process that. But it's oh, you're so indoctrinated to that word already mm-hmm. that it, you already go, I've. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you've gone through enough of, like, I've already taught you how to read the poem as you go. So, like, that breaks you. And you know, like, all of those things make you pause, which allows for a new sentence. Right. So even though there's no punctuation, I'm teaching you how to do it. Now you go, I've lost, and then you have a line break, my found. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of losing your found. I love that. You know, but also the next word is identity. And it's really, it's easy to go, I've lost my found identity. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's how I knew most people would read it. But then mm-hmm. when they heard me read it, I'd go, I've lost my found. I pause. Identity, identity is, a is a hood. And then I also wanted that so that like that, starts the end of the poem mm-hmm. that identity so when you come back to read the poem you're like oh shit this has this is the start of the end identity is a hood 
a hood is a sense of place. A place places a hood, hood in us, and all that repetition and mm-hmm. all of that stuff, and like, you know, without, I, I'm not gonna front when I f- when I thought of that repetition ending the poem, I was like, oh shit, because I was like, how I was like, that's gonna work. How can I? I already had become aware of repetition as a form or trope that poets rely on to like chorus a greek, a greek yeah. no 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 what i mean by that is like when you use anaphora or when you use the same sort of syntactical construction mm-hmm. to create a rhythm okay. this is what we do we boom boom you know what i mean i did that in the last poem the only mexican the only mexican there's this like this, it's a list. And it's easier to see in that last poem because of the, how you broke down with the commas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I get that. Yeah. And it goes along with the fucking the whole end of it is a list until I get to that like right. jokey part of mm-hmm. it, you know, or the joke that informs the rest of it. But I was like, what if I condensed all of that? And I just repeated the words and then. Place places. Uh huh. And I was like, how does that change it? Yeah. And I started messing around with it. And I, that was like, is a hook. Can you know, we can we speak more you're like on, a mad scientist? No, seriously, word up, <laughs> seriously, no joke, yo. David is no joke. He's definitely a mad scientist. And this situation speaks to it. You say, just speak more on it, more on it, please, because mm-hmm. I'm sure our listeners could could resonate with this, especially coming mm-hmm. from the hood and then trying to go into corporate America, mm. right? My ghetto pass was revoked. Please, sir, can you direct me to the window to turn in my man card mm. where I can apply? The where? That's a pause. Yeah. yeah. So it would be where? a period, yep. yeah. and then you're like, "Where can I apply to enter the whiteness protection program?" Yeah, talk yeah. more on that because that, like, that's more of how I resonate with this poem. Like, is like, I've come so far, but now it feels like too far. You know? Well, I mean, definitely one of the things is that I still identify as a hood person, like someone from the hood, even though that ain't. Where I live in fucking Clinton Hill, G, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a historic neighborhood. You have to, if you want to change some shit on your house or on your, the, the <laughs> you fact that I live counsel. in a house, yeah. there is no, like, they're, you know, they're like, what's the, what number? I'm like, oh, ain't no number, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, all of these things, like, I'm super fortunate, you know? I recognize how fortunate I am. But also, like, being in academic places, like, I'm like, shit, I, I ain't the same. We not the right. same. Even other mm-hmm. brown and black folks, mm-hmm. I was not the same. Right. You know what I mean? Like their parents were college educated. They had different. They went to. Mm-hmm. They went to good schools. I went to a school that was a sort of. It wasn't like this. It wasn't fucking Columbia. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was a state school, and they had a good program, but it wasn't like one of those that like everyone was like, "Oh shit! Oh, you went to Iowa or a program everyone knows." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you know, I didn't. If it was the equivalent, it'd be like. John Morant went to, you know, he didn't go to Duke. Right. He didn't go to North Carolina. Right. He went My to what, Murray, Murray State. Yeah. You know what Murray, I mean? Yeah. And balled out and the did his thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. A mid-major and just balled. Kawhi went to State. And then you know even, I mean? if we could stay on that, like even within that mid-major, right, you still find yourself being isolated and lonely because like. Without a doubt. You know, you, you being from the hood. The hood. Yeah, you're you going to a mid-major like coming from the hood. That's still like. A praise, you know, like mm-hmm. damn, you done made it out, champ. You go without a doubt, and it's yeah. not like there was still in 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 those places. It wasn't like there was a lot of people like me. There were more, you know what I mean, but there wasn't a lot of people like me. At least they were around, you know what I mean. Right. And then you go to something like when I went to the University of Houston, and all of those people were well educated, even the black and brown folks, and they all came from well established programs mm-hmm. for the most part. For the most part, you know what I mean. 
And then you had some of your white folks that Yo, were. Yeah, this poem is crazy, man. I'm just looking at more lines, and this shit just gets a lot more it's complex so many every lines. time, bro. I, I, I want to mention how I'm big on feelings, right? right? And I like how you write because you can forego those feelings and then pull you in when you need to, right? So, like, literally, as I'm reading this poem, the first time that I felt you went into yourself was when you said, I've lost my found. Because everything else is depicting it, but not placing you in it. Mm. And I'm like, yo, that's a powerful tool, like, to be able to do that. Like, I don't, I'm I'm fanning right no, now. No, no, yeah, word up. Because <laughs> I'm just like, yo, I feel that. No, very, I, very creative. No, you're right. I mean, even when I say, I mean, there is a sense of this, but it's it's that's coupled in a joke. When I say, if I failed... I would try to pass, or I mean, excuse me, I say, if I tried, I would fail to pass. If I failed, I would try to pass. So it was, that. that's the joke part. That's I didn't, a, there's a joke it's in like, that. It's you know a joke. Because like, oh, even though I'm saying I, like, you know what I mean? It's a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like a shit, I'd pass for a white motherfucker if I could just to make it. But I started with, I couldn't. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I can't pass, but if I could, if I shit, could. I don't give a yeah. fuck. Word. Get me paid. You know what I mean? Which is a joke. You know what I mean? I think it wasn't as vulnerable talk as, about that all as the, the other time. line. I'd, I'd sell all you motherfuckers so I could be rich. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, and it's crazy because you would think like, all right, a hood poem, right? I need another hood poem. Like you said, like you would think, all right, from an ego standpoint, you would just talk about the typical things that people would resonate when it comes to the hood, mm-hmm. whether it be See, selling drugs or whatever. But, but you speak on a different stance with this. And it's almost like you take a political approach to like making people question what they what is hood? What, what is, is the hood? definition of hood? Yeah. Yeah. And when you say like stuff like this, <laughs> this shit is crazy to me. You say adulthood is being insecure. So we staying on insecure, right? Mm-hmm. As a feeling, right? In any hood. I mean, in regardless of where the fuck you from, as an adult, we all have insecurities <laughs> and then you say a hood scares the whitest folks but which hood is it the hood or the hood that trayvon was wearing right exactly and then you say <laughs> the whitest and, folks why folks scared to but stop you know, in the hood but you know why hood, folks and, wait well and, why folks is also white folks right i see it here and then why folks why folks is yeah, white, white folks, folks too it's and both. why folks stop wearing a hood and call it White nationalism. So this is yeah. this, this is, is fucking what? Are you kidding me, D? Yeah. What like, kind of shit you was on when you was writing this shit, man? Was this just a natural high of life? Like where? Yeah, all right, so let me ask you a question. <laughs> he said, "What weed were you smoking?" For real? Nah, man. Can I get the connect? One, two. Um, where were you? Not only in this place, like mm-hmm. I guess spiritually, where you were in life, but where were you actually physically? I was in Denver. I was in a coffee shop. So I was, we were splitting time between Denver and here. And so you definitely was smoking some good You was in a coffee yeah. shop or you nah. were in a coffee shop? Nah, I was in a coffee shop. I don't smoke. I was sober. <laughs> nah, oh, yeah, right, right, right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was, uh, you know, yeah, man. I I was in Denver. We were splitting time between Denver and Brooklyn at that time. Okay. And also, that also speaks to where you were as far as like bouncing back between. Between being here and then being, being in, and particularly in Denver, Denver and where we were, we, we lived in, in a nice neighborhood and. Um, in Denver, and it was white as shit. Denver's white as shit. It's cool. I like Denver. You know what I'm saying? But it, but it definitely made me feel like I need to go back home. In some yeah. instances, yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck, man. I can't wait till we get to Brooklyn, and motherfuckers. And you know, I was like, man, I like. It's cool here. Yeah. Like, what's a bacon, cool. egg, and cheese, sir? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> no, we can't put ketchup on that. <laughs> what do you mean? You know what I like? I like about a lot of these lines is the interpretation changes everything. 
Um, so like for instance, when you say, um, why folks scared to stop in the hood? Like if you don't stop reading it and you read it, like why why folks scared to stop in the hood? That can mean when you, the the end the the end lines on stop. That's what I'm saying to stop, right? It, yeah. Why folks scared to stop? But if you continue reading, right? Why folks scared to stop in the hood? What I'm thinking about, like that can be gentrification, and, and they don't want to come to the hood areas. But that could also be why are these KKK people scared to stop doing what they're doing, right? Like, the interpretation can change depending right. on your view and your vantage. But what I was saying is that line physically stops, stops right there at stop, stop yeah. as well. Which you know what I'm dope. saying? Like, yeah. all of those things, like, you're right with all those. That was my intention, which is try to, like, how could I make as much plurality and meaning mm -hmm. in this as possible? And how can I, like... And again, that was me fucking a little bit with my academic background, sort of wink, winking... Sticking my tongue out a little bit at the academic. I listen. I think I believe very strongly in education. Education has done wonders for me. Mm -hmm. Fucking wonders for me. However, I do see areas in it that are full of shit. You know what I mean? It's not the end all like be all. Every institution, exactly. Right? Like yeah. every institution, it has issues. I'm I'm a strong component of people going to school and getting educated and getting as much education as you can. I think I feel very strongly, particularly for brown and black folks, which is tends to be my point of emphasis. Mm -hmm. And while I have this, I can simultaneously be like, yo, man, this is there's some fucking issues with this shit. Yeah. And it's hard. But I don't but I'm not for burn the whole shit down and it ain't about nothing. It's no, I think that it just there needs to be changes. I think there's we need a to point those things out. I think there's a unique thing that people forget um or tend to dismiss when it comes to education and information, right? Like as you live life, as you said, like so, the definition of something changes day by day for you. So the more experience you have, the more perspective you can put on the things that you've learned. So the fact that you grew up in the hood Right. That's an experience for you. Now you can take the education that you've grasped and, you know, you've been drawn to or aligned with and make a fucking poem like this. That let's say a person who only lived in the hood and didn't have those experiences mm -hmm. and perspectives that you did. They can only do so much with this poem, not only write it and create it, but only read it and interpret turn, it, interpret it in, yeah, certain yeah, in certain aspects. So like and white folks, too, though, it goes for both ways. Exactly. And yeah. This is where exactly. we get with the universal exactly. we we're talking about early. It's like and it's not about making a universal truth. It's about admitting as many people as you possibly can. Mm. And that's like with the whole moralism shit, they all play in together and shit. Mm. And like you can the more people you can admit into your poem right. have features that they can get. And you, would, and you would think a poem like this, where you kind of are dissecting the negatives, right, in, in your relationship with the hood and with education, that you would want to omit versus, like, actually bringing people in. Mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful thing. You could tell that this comes from love. You know, yeah. a lot of poems I've read, especially when it comes to about, you know, anything political like that, as far as white nationalism or yeah. the hood, it tends to come from a place of, like, anger. And this just sounds like it's fun. It's fun to read this. It, it comes from like, love of his craft. Exactly. That's, like, what it, that's what it yeah, really is. And, and you could tell that as much as you may not like people in some sense, you could tell that you love people, you know, as a whole, as a community, you know. Yeah, and without that's, a doubt. It's dope. You could see it in here. I mean, I listen, I don't, I do my best to try to hold back any prejudice. Like, if I feel any prejudices I have, I do my best to try to correct that. I have not always been that way. 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a straight male. I'm a, I'm fucking grew up poor. So that comes with a certain amount of prejudices. Mm-hmm. And through my education, I've had to be aware of where those prejudices lie. And they helped me. And that came from a lot of white liberal people <laughs> helping me. Ironically enough. You know what I mean? Right? And not even, no, not even ironic, but it's a fucking being aware of their, of like what Bullshit. happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were like, they're like, yo, I'm working through shit too. Yo, we're, you know what's so funny? I'm doing my best. This is serendipity. You know, I ain't perfect. About that. You know? Like, I literally was at work yesterday and I'm doing training now because I, I started a new job um, as like a mentor. As a, like a Hold up, shout out to Hattress, y'all, because of one of the episodes, yeah, if I, y'all remember, my man I was, was like, like, I quit my job. this place. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. I listened to y'all. Yeah. Oh, good looking, yo. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I'm I, the boy is employed now. I'm, I'm no longer Tommy from Martin. I have a job, y'all. Um, but we were talking about CRE and CRT. Um, and we were talking about like culturally relevant education and then you know that that's tied into critical race theory. Um, and they was just giving us quotes about education and how it translates to um black and brown people, right? And what was beautiful about it is is seeing you go so far in academia and, and go so far through that system and still be yourself. Yes. And that was the whole yes. point. And what we were trying to kind of like relay to the education system here is like, yo, when you put black and brown kids in environments that they can actually resonate with and, and give them information that they can resonate with. And and like even when it comes to like testing, like eighth grade testing, like why the fuck are we giving tests in the hood and the math equation says anything about like houses? Right, it, like these it, kids it's no math questions that they can relate to. Right? Yeah, yeah, like why? Why are you asking them about pillars? Right, where do they see that at? Like you know what I'm saying? Like just that whole concept alone. Um, I don't know. It just it just it made sense for what we were talking about, and it's like damn, like I'm where I'm supposed to be at. Like you're on here right. today talking about those Correct. very same things. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's like damn, this and shit that's, just that's makes sense. That's one of my favorite things about you that I've learned thus far is. You've gone through all this shit, and you've still remained you. You, you. like you know what I mean. Like, and a lot of people can't speak to that man. Yeah. Well, listen, Samora let you know. Like, he didn't know who the fuck he was. Like, wait, you, you, you're a fucking poet. That sounds like Samora. You just said it exactly how Samora would say. It. Wait, 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 yeah. wait. Hold up. So what you're telling me is, <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. I was like, you know, you Google me. You know what I mean? I was like, like I, said, Google, Google me, me, bitch. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> That you know, say he cool. So I wasn't like, "Hey, Google me, motherfucker." Uh, I was like, "Nah, bro. You know, you could Google me. Like, I'm like, you know, I I have awards. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'm, you know, like people know who in the in the poetry community know my name, know my work. I'm fortunate enough that there's been some attention. And but like from a basketball persona and just walking around persona in the hood in fucking Brooklyn, like you wouldn't be aware of that. You right. know what I mean, that's the dopest part. You know? To be real. I mean, but you got to be who you are. And I'm, I am who, you know what I mean? I feel comfortable with who I am. I like who I am. I wouldn't change. I, I've been through a lot of fucked up shit, homeboy, like for real, like straight up. I wouldn't change none of it. Blood, none. Right. Like none of it. Like I'm good with it. All the fucking stupid shit I've done, all the fucking major mistakes I've made. I've made mistakes. Anyone that I've made a mistake to, I'm down to make amends. If you could. um, You know what I mean? Like I'm you- okay with it. I'm okay with the things I've done, the good and the bad. So if and I'm proud could, of them. I'm proud. I'm proud of the good things. You know what I mean? And I feel remorse of the bad things that I've done. And like you know, 
So for our listeners and for our viewers, if you could, especially the ones that are creators, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of the people that listen to this are creating, if you could give one piece of advice for their process, you know, not just in content creation, mm -hmm. writing, but just living their life in this in this realm, you know, as far as being a writer, what would you what would you say? I think the biggest thing is going to be trite, but like to read, to read. It's really important to read. Read as much as you can and like get as much knowledge that you can. And that, however that may be, if that becomes, you start off with like, you don't have access to a university. You don't have access to a college. You can library. You can get, you can rent books in the library. And you know what? Right now, you know how much of my shit you can read on the internet, G? You know what I'm saying? You're like, hey, you know who I fuck with? I fuck with David Tomas Martinez. Right. I'm gonna go read that motherfucker shit. Right. You like Terrence Hayes, Mo Brown, like whoever, the f you know what I'm saying? I just named a couple. Uh, John Morillo, Tom Tomas Q. Marine, Natalie Diaz, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, whoever, whoever the fuck, if you start with people who look like you, who have yes. the same mm -hmm. as you, and mm -hmm. people you feel like you can identify with, and then, and then you move on. And you don't get stuck on, I only read Latinx mm -hmm. straight poets from the hood that just like, that like, no, man, you read everybody and you read as many different people as you can. That's the thing motherfuckers fuck up about plurality and when we're talking about like real diversity. Mm -hmm. The fact of, about diversity isn't just so that like, oh, we can, for fucking numbers. It's about having as many voices as possible because like whether or not, Diverse. It's the right thing. We are a multiplicity. There's a lot of different type of peoples. And guess what? That shit is cool. That shit is okay. There's no fucking, there's nothing wrong with it. Everyone should be celebrated. Everyone should have a, if your shit's good. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if your shit's interesting. If your yeah, shit ain't interesting, you, yo. it ain't fucking interesting. If, that's if, it. And if, that's okay. There may be a niche for that. There may be like, you know what? I'm a left-handed polo playing giraffe lover. <laughs> and then some other motherfuckers like, damn, I need that poet in my life. He may not be that good, but he's speaking to my he's fucking- He's speaking to my life. Exactly. And that's gotcha. okay. Everybody has their lane. There's going to be other people that Seven do Seven billion things. people in the world and diversity yeah. is what keeps us whole. Facts. So like, you know what I mean? And like America's a diverse place. And that's really why we need diversity is because it's important that it's important that we see brown and black people on television so that we can project onto ourselves who we can be. Right. If all you see growing up, all I saw was motherfuckers slanging dope, playing ball, or trying to be an entertainer. And that's all I thought I could do to get out the hood. And in certain ways, that is how I got out the hood. Yeah. <laughs> I am an entertainer. Right. And I do sell drugs. <laughs> Not currently. No, yeah, we're in marijuana. All right, cool. Uh, legally, not not right. So you so know, what your mean? conditions change your current conditions. Yes, brother. exactly. Yeah. You know, so I've come full circle, G. You know what I'm Burn saying? But um, you know, listen, we need to be able to see multiple angles of ourselves and to project on who we can be. And that's mm. important, man. And that's really what like plurality and diversity. That's really what it's about. There's many layers to us. You know what I mean? Like exactly. And like they have the possibility that like, you know, as a as an as an inner city brown or black person that like you just don't have to play ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of them motherfuckers, that's what you think. Like that's really all you can do or sing. 
And it's exposure that, that gets you out of that. Exactly. exactly. We don't think we can be scientists, G. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers, you'd be like, oh, you'd be the president. You'd be like, right. can't be the yeah. president. Because if Bill Nye, the science guy, was actually, from me, like, of color, then I'm sure there'd be a lot more of us out there. People aspiring to do science. Yeah, yeah they'd yeah. be N-O-T, that Bill not. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, yeah. David. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure Word. to have you definitely on the Definitely a pleasure. Definitely a pleasure. We are blessed. Um, I can't express it enough, man. Like, for real. I, and y'all cool, man. I appreciate it. I learned so much just in this conversation. Yeah, I was just soaking in the say, wisdom, man, we bro. Need to, we need to make sure that we stay together. We know, definitely together. want to stay in contact. Yeah, 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 definitely. Let me know, man. Um, you know, I can also recommend a couple other local poets. Who y'all might want to talk to, man? Oh, yeah, please yeah, do. definitely. We need yeah, all of them. Cool and good peoples. We so. love them. We love to have them on the show. Mm -hmm. You know, as you could tell, we we like to absorb as much as we can from everybody. So please, yeah, please connect us. Um, but yeah, yeah, the poetry pod. This is the poetry pod, guys. <laughs> Bing bong. That's my <laughs>